0: You're listening to the Zoe Turner podcast, business and mindset conversations that will help you move from fear and uncertainty to development and growth so that you can crush both life and business.
1: Please welcome your
0: host, Zoe Turner.
1: When I listened to your backstory, you know, you just got such an interesting story, you know, and, and, and I and I I knew then that I really wanted to kind of get you onto the podcast. Hence why I reached out. Kind of your journey from hopelessness to a life with possibility, and I believe it was when you had your third child, you experienced some yeah. quite significant health problems, and then one day there was a meeting, a visit to a health professional, and you decided to embark on a journey of changing your thinking and your language so would you mind sharing with with my audience today and the podcast listeners a little bit about your journey and the inspiration that helped you to get your life back so 10 years ago my life was really
0: different i was expecting my third child and i'd always thought that i'd be returning to stage acting after i had my third child i took a break for you know when the kids were really young And I had a complication in that pregnancy that meant that my pelvis was damaged. And I was told when I was about between nine and 12 weeks pregnant, I can't remember the exact time, that I should expect never to walk again. And I was absolutely crushed. I had two very, very young children and a newborn on the way. And I'm a very energetic person. And I thought that everything was over. I thought how we'd just got married as well. How can I be the wife I want to be, the mother I want to be? I can't be who I thought I was, which was my identity was very much tied in with being an actor and a performer. And I decided that once the baby was out, I couldn't stay as depressed as I was. So I actually, I went to see a hypnotherapist um, privately. And we didn't do any hypnotherapy that day, as I'd expected. We talked. And what I found out was that was neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And it, it began to unravel lots of possibility for me. What would happen if I could still have an amazing life in the wheelchair? What if I didn't have to be angry about being in the wheelchair? What if it wasn't true that I couldn't be an actor, even if I never recovered? What if it wasn't true that my body wasn't capable of recovery? What if I could recover? And what if, as an actor, instead of all those years ago thinking I'm never going to make it, I'm never going to earn enough money, what if I opened up and said, well, actually there must be ways to make good money, be a good mum, be, be at home with the children and be in a wheelchair if that's what my life looks like, which then kind of took me on this whole road to exploring voice acting and audio, um, which was just an incredible journey as I'm sure you, you probably heard about on that interview. I mean, I can't
1: begin to imagine what was going through your mind, like literally being told that you may never walk again and, you know, the mental kind of impact that that can have on you. But I guess, yeah, you kind of respond to your survival instincts. You just had a child. There's no way you were going to kind of be doomed to kind of a life of pressure. It's, it's incredible way way you, you got around that. But the interesting thing is, is that you obviously can walk again
0: yeah i can walk again i was actually on my feet using a zimmer frame within three weeks of having that conversation with that hypnotherapist that day and i'm not going to say i was recovered because it wasn't it was a long journey but to put it in context i kept opening and expanding to what if my body can heal what if i can be good at the things i want to be good at what if i have to what if i stop myself saying i can't what happens then And as a result, six years later, I was on the red carpets, walking on the red carpets in a pair of heels as a multi award winning voice actor recognized for my work around the world. And um, it was at that moment that I knew that I had to change what I did. I had to get that message out there that anyone, anyone who chooses to can change how they think, can change the results they get and be successful in whatever it is they want. And it all starts with being honest with yourself. And so my message is often about get visible. See yourself first. Be honest about the things you're thinking, saying and doing. Because I wasn't. I was hiding from the fact I'd say I wanted something, but then I'd be so negative about it and so embittered about the results I wasn't getting that I was constantly holding myself back. And yeah. that sort of now really shapes the work that I do. So I, I now work as a coach who I help people to see themselves, work out what those blocks are, but then the strategy behind how do you become world-class at something? How do you get really known as that expert in your field? And one of the ways right now I kind of came full circle is audio. And, of course, I have an incredible, incredible background in audio. So I help people get their messages out there um, so they can help more people.
1: That just highlights... How limiting the stories can be that we constantly tell ourselves over time it becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak. Let's talk about your podcasting journey. You know, you started out as an actor, and then when you um, became ill, you kind of moved over to voice coaching,
0: voice acting, voice acting, I acting sorry. Voice acting. Oh. Yeah, I did a lot of commercials initially, and then as I recovered, so I was working for play- people like Coca Cola and Mothercare mm. and Clinic, all sorts of international brands. And then I realized, so I was then making the kind of money I wanted, but a lot of that from my wheelchair at home. Wow. Um, and then as I as I got stronger on my feet, and as my my youngest was about to go to nursery, I thought, well, actually, I do still want to act in some way but I don't want to be on stage. I don't actually, I acknowledge, I don't actually want to be not earning very much money. I don't actually want to be at the beck and call of casting directors to to decide whether I want to work. I just want to to do what I want to do. So I threw myself into becoming a, a a, a voice actor. So an audiobook narrator and specializing in video games and radio dramas, and particularly over in the States, even though I was here in the UK. And, you know, I went on, I just had tremendous success doing that because I decided that there were no limits, that I was going to be the best that I could. And I learned everything about the audio from scratch, much of it whilst I was still sitting in bed disabled. I I used to be completely scared of microphones, technology, editing, even switching on my laptop. And so now, now that I've kind of had this big awakening that many people need to hear what our stories are those of us who've gone through some big transformations or have knowledge in mindset many people need to hear and i realized that so many so many change makers don't know how to get their message out there and and so that's what i can bring to the table and i started the podcast membership last year to bring all of that audio knowledge out into the world um um because because i think that we can have a massive ripple effect And there's something very special about hearing hearing messages in a particular way by particular people at the right time for us Uh, and i love that my background kind of enables that to happen
1: now before we go into your sorry i've just jumped forward a little bit too much before we go into your podcasting journey um into a little bit more detail can we just kind of talk a little bit more kind of about the mindset and the strategies that you enjoyed and adopted when you were going through these really challenging times is that is there anything that you that you learned then that that you've carried through to today that you can continue, that you continue today? So I I recognized
0: that I was talking really negatively and I'd never seen that before. I would make little jokes about the things I wasn't capable of doing and I'd make snide comments, but mostly about myself. And I'd put myself down a lot. And a lot of that comes down to fear. A lot yeah. of that came down to fear. And I realized that I was, I was depressing the hell out of myself. I would, now to put it in context, I was extremely, I was extremely in pain and I was having a lot of difficulty and it's understandable that I was as down as I was because I was physically limited, but it became my only source of conversation so if I, when my husband came home, that's what I'd tell him about. When I saw my parents, I'd be moaning about it. When I saw people who came to help me, that's all I'd talk about. So it's that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy because I was just locked into that world. Mm. And one of the things that the NLP practitioner showed me was that it wasn't true that I was always in agony, which is what I used to claim. That was my, I'm always in agony. Because he said, well, what about when you were watching TV this morning? What were you watching? And I said, I said, I was watching Jeremy Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> he said, Well, oh, no wonder you were, watching... you were in agony. <laughs> I, know, I know, But when you were watching Jeremy Kyle, what was happening in the program? So I told him. Yeah. And he said, Okay, so at that point, you were aware of that. Were you thinking about your pain? And it was like this massive light bulb moment of no, I wasn't. I was thinking about whatever awful thing was going on in Jeremy Kyle. I wasn't thinking about my pain. So it wasn't true. I was always in agony. And I started to notice that I had the ability to think different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So from that, from that first session, I came home and I said to my husband, I cannot keep bumming myself out. I can't do this. So we put in a really strict regime that instead of me constantly saying, I'm so sorry, I can't help with the kids, and I'm really embarrassed, and I feel really bad, and blah, 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 all the sob story, that we put in a, a process that I would just say to my husband one time, I'm having a healing day today. And that would be the catalyst then that he would know. He then had to organize the childcare. He had to organize the food. He would organize any of my friends that needed to come in and help or whatever else, and my carers. But I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And we actually said to my friends and to my parents, thank you so much for your love and support, but please do not ask me. Do not ask me anymore how I am Mm. because I'm keeping myself stuck that way. Now that was really hard. It was really hard but over time when you're not talking about how bad things are or how rubbish you are and you start reframing everything to the possibility that you have it does something amazing to your brain and and quickly
1: this isn't stuff that has to take years thank you that's very powerful let's move forward now to to the here and now and and your podcasting journey i know you're not certainly not new to podcasting and it seemed that it was probably an, a natural progression from your background, acting, voice acting, like stage acting, voice acting, and, and then podcasting. And you do have a wonderful voice. I've always been very self-conscious about my voice. Mm. When I hear you speak, I can say, yeah, I can understand why she was a, a, a voice actor. I did a little bit of research, and I know you have um, your current podcast is Entrepreneurs Get Visible. It's an Mm -hmm. international number one iTunes podcast, and you've got over one hundred and fifty five star reviews on iTunes. It is absolutely remarkable. That's incredible. You had another podcast before then. I I I understand. So let's. You know, just start at the beginning of your podcasting journey. and
0: It started really at that moment on in Hollywood on the red carpets where I was. I just had this moment of, oh, my goodness, my life is so different in such a short space of time. This is insane. I have to get the message out about it. And I knew that, and I'd just completed my Master NLP practitioner training and my, I was a Master of Hypnosis. And I was thinking, well, how can I get this out there? And I sort mm-hmm. of knew that I wanted to start an online business but not really conscious that's what I wanted. I wanted to help as many people as I could. So I knew that I didn't just want to coach people one, one-to-one. one And a few months into the business, I was really struggling. How do I... Do- I feel so mission-led and purpose-led with what I want to do. And I know that I've got a, a really impactful story and I'm very per- purpose-led. How do I do this? And someone happened to say, well podcasts are really good for business but you probably need to be doing it about three or four years before you get any traction so I thought right well I'll just start a podcast and I literally started it within about 24 hours because I've got a studio set up and I have no there were no hurdles for me in terms of doing a podcast but I didn't really know what I was doing I'd not, I'd not even listened to a podcast at that point and I kept hearing well some people were really monetizing their shows and yet mine was growing but really slowly and at the time it was called inspiring mummy club which was an extension of my business so i was like well what what's gone on here why isn't mine growing so i went back to, i went back to learn everything i could and i realized that so much about a podcast is one the host has to know who they're speaking to and why there has to be a purpose to the podcast and there has to be a result for the listener and that has to be clear across everything but there also there are things you can achieve at launch that you cannot not that you cannot that are much more challenging to achieve later on so i and once i'd learned all of that i was thinking well eventually i'm going to coach people in podcasting because of my audio background because there's things about audio i know that other people don't have access to because i've got all of this knowledge but i decided if i was going to coach people i didn't just want to have Uh, an average or, um, I guess, inadequate podcast. So I decided, right, if I'm going to teach people how to do this, I'm going to follow all of these steps that I've learned, put everything I understand about podcasting and do a new podcast. And so I launched Entrepreneurs Get Visible in October 2019. And we're actually, this week, we're going to hit our 100th episode. And it has been incredible. It reached number one internationally across many countries in Europe and the and the Middle East and and the UK. It reached number nine in business in the in the US. So I was outranking people like Tony Robbins, um, Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, Gary Vaynerchuk, which is which is nuts because I'm a stay-at-home mum in Leighton Buzzard. So it, it just kind of really put me on the map, and as a result of that, it really helped me when I launched my first book a month later, which is called Get Visible. So it was, it was the theme of my work and everything that I want to teach. It meant that uh, my book then became an international bestseller across 20 categories in Amazon across the world. And, and that, was, that was really because of the success of the podcast. Mm. But I, I, I was really passionate about that. If I'm going to do something, I want to show people the way you can do it properly. And so now I put all of that into the podcast membership, which we launched back in. I launched that in January this year. um, And we've now had every single person who has launched has become a top ranking show, either in the UK or internationally, because they followed what I've taught them. And, um, you know, that, that really matters to me because... Those people who, like I used to be, feeling really stuck, low, depressed, not having the money they want, not having the success that they want, not, not looking after themselves, not having the business that they want, through the fact that I've taught people how to use audio and the mechanics to have a successful launch, those people are now going to be reached, not by my voice necessarily, but by those that I've taught. And I think that those of us who are trying to help others, awaken others, inspire others, motivate others. There's something really powerful about voice. And I feel like I've totally come full circle.
1: Yeah, definitely. What are the main challenges that you experience when it comes to podcasting? For me, actually, now now that I
0: understand the mechanics, for me, it isn't a challenge because I schedule, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm always looking two or three months ahead so I know what guests I want, mm. I'm always planning what content am I going to deliver what do my audience need to hear how's that going to work for me and my business I'm always thinking about instead of just going and doing an episode how is this going to bring people into my, into my business into my, my um, landing pages and my lead magnets and all of those things so everything I do now is strategic, starts with the podcast and when the podcast comes first for an online business it, it can really change things for you.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, I mean, when I first started, the reason I asked—sorry, I just, I'm, keep jumping because obviously this is an area that really interests me. Um, I know I've been experiencing quite a few challenges of late, and that's more into, in relation to, kind of mindset, because I've got quite a challenging situation going on in the UK. I, I won't go into what it is. But mentally, it's been quite draining, and and I feel it's affected my confidence in the way that I ask questions. Mm. In, you know, I don't know if it's all in my head. Initially, it was okay because when it all first happened, I had about two months, two or three months worth of podcasts pre-recorded because I used to batch all my podcasts up together. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm going to record one. I might as well do like two or three together. So I would definitely have two. I mean, after I've spoken to you, in a couple of hours after I've spoken to you, I've got another podcast. And I, I just feel like, you know, it, it, it's good to batch it up. Um, but yeah, that's been a particular challenge of mine. So how, what advice would you give me give to or you give your anyone in your else situation. in that situation?
0: So sometimes... The things you're going through are actually of interest to other people. And that's not to mean that you're going to share everything. That doesn't mean you're going to, what's the what's the, the phrase? Don't share from the open wound, share from the scar. Yes. But you can let people know, you know, right now I'm struggling with this and this has affected this for me, this has affected this for me, this has affected my confidence. And then, so then you can think, well, who could I bring on to the show to talk about The other side of this, so that I don't have to deliver myself, I don't have to deliver that content myself, but I can open myself up and be vulnerable. One of the most powerful things about podcasting, and the reason that it has such great results from a sales perspective, although it isn't really about sales, is is that you have a, a means and a mechanism to be much more open about what's going on for you, and people feel like they can relate to you. So you've just done yourself the world of good by opening up to listeners that that's something going on for you because they'll be thinking well that happens for me sometimes so Zoe's real so I get what Zoe's about now and I think it's about deciding that you are going to share all sorts of elements there's things on my show that I never expected three years ago that I would be happy and comfortable to share but it's often those little moments Where I have shown myself as opposed to just teaching a a particular fact or um, a strategy that people will reach out to me about. So what I would say really, Zoe, is it's always looking about why are you doing the podcast in the first place for you? What is it you're trying to do? And it's usually it's usually about inspiring people very often yes we want to convert people yes we want businesses to flourish but if you're actually trying to inspire people the best way to do that is be honest about what it's like to live your life and that really podcasting allows us to do that in a way that being on camera doesn't necessarily
1: I did have a strategy right from the beginning um I've been writing a book for Forever now, (laughs) and and I decided right. I'm going to set up a podcast to provide a platform and talk. And the book is like um, it's a -a 30-day guide all about mental health and mindset strategies. Yeah, so I thought right. I'm going to set up a podcast, and that will be the platform. But I think it's like I was saying to you at the beginning. You said to me, "Who's your audience?" And at times, I feel that I do feel like you've got to be very strict with yourself, otherwise you know, your initial, what you started out with initially, it can become quite diluted because, you know, I always wanted to focus a lot on mental health. I do speak to a lot of entrepreneurs and sometimes I'll finish a podcast and I'll think, okay, well, we spoke about how to make six figures on Amazon or we spoke about this, but did we talk about mindset that much, you know? I think it's it's very important, I, I mean, for me, you know, mindset does kind of encompass everything so you've just got to be very strict and kind of like weave it in otherwise it can be very easy to kind of go off track but it's about thinking about well what's the concept of my show why would a listener
0: choose my somebody else's because what is it they're tuning in for and the clearer you are that you are you are tackling entrepreneurs who have Or have experienced mental health issues and want that to be okay the more you understand that at the beginning of every episode and you decide what that episode content is going to be about the easier it will become for you Mm -hmm. so very often when I, I I will often think through what are the topics I want to cover what are the issues for my ideal client my perfect listener whatever phrasing I want to use and uh, what's going to be the best way to deliver that? Is it going to be me speaking on my own? Is it going to be bringing in an expert about that, or is it both? Uh, and very often, if you, if you, even if you haven't batch recorded, if you've got that outline of these are the topics that really matter, that entrepreneurs might be searching for or listeners might be searching for, how can I make sure over a period of time that I've covered every single one of those? One of the mistakes I guess that I made in the early days of my first podcast was that I wanted to have great conversations and I would bring on other mums who were in business but nobody knew them, they didn't have big audiences and we would have great conversations but I would never title the episode in a way that would draw people in. I would never shape the conversation so that it got a result for the listener. Your show is never about you, it's about them Mm. and I used to just title the episodes, interview with blah blah and of course who's who is going to listen to that yes it might be nice and my I guess my my biggest fans might listen to that but that's not going to help grow your audience because you're not enticing people in and I think when you're always thinking what is it they most need to hear what is it they most need and how can I deliver that best it just changes your show
1: yeah let's talk about the main reasons why an individual might want to think about starting their own podcast I know we've just covered some of them. Like, for instance, maybe if you want to write a book, it'll provide a platform for your book mm-hmm. to, to elevate your brand. But what would you say were the main reasons an individual would want to get started? So
0: right now, we know that YouTube is big. But it's quite a hassle to get on camera, to get your lighting right, to get your hair right, to get your all of those things. And with video, only twenty-five on average, people watch only 25% of a video with a podcast people are listening to 80 to 100% of each episode and on top of that podcasting is has the highest rate of conversion and what i mean by that is there are 76% of people who listen to a podcast who then take action with intent to purchase as a result of listening to shows. And that is higher than any other medium. This is why we're seeing it on being advertised on TV, on radio, because radio commercials used to be the highest way that you would get a a result from an advert. But when the host has built a real relationship with their listeners and really understands the listener, and then they talk about... product or a a service which might very well be their own product or service you're going to get a better result there's also that no like and trust element so even if i wasn't talking about my own products and services the fact that people will go and they literally go and listen to episode after episode after episode after episode when they reach out to work with me one-to-one or to join my mastermind, they already feel like they know me. They already feel that. And that's so much harder in terms of, you know, getting social media posts out that disappear within 24 hours. On on, on a podcast, the life acts, the lifelong worth of an episode is five to seven years. But when you look at Instagram, it's 12 hours. When you look on Facebook, it's 24 hours. So a podcast gives you long-term content that's extremely valuable because of that rapport and relationship building. The other thing is that we all kind of know in businesses, right, we should probably have a website, we should probably have a blog. Now, there are 610 million blogs live worldwide. It's probably more than that. But with podcasting, we've only just hit a million podcasts. So you might think right now, the whole everyone's podcasting, it's a stupid time to get into it. But There's only just a million. And when you break that down into language, into country, into category, there's actually not that much competition now. But people are coming over to podcasts in droves. It is literally growing at a phenomenal rate. Uh, In fact, the listenership in lockdown has grown by a third, according to Spotify. That is just nuts. So in the UK, back in November, 18% of the UK population were listening. And now it's so much higher. And we're actually one of the lower uh, listening countries in the world. In the US, it it was already closer to 38%. We're not going to know the full figures until November again this year in 2020. But it has grown and it will continue to grow because of what a powerful sales platform it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, those stats are absolutely incredible. And if that doesn't prove to people what a growing form podcasting is, and that if they haven't kind of jumped on on yet, then it, it's certainly not too late, because in many ways, it's still very much in, in its infancy. Yeah. Say when, mm-hmm. you, when
0: you compare it, there's also, I said there was a lot, that many blogs, but there's mm-hmm. 31 million YouTube channels. And yet mm-hmm. we don't say that market's saturated. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, it's time to start. But actually you kind of missed the bandwagon but with podcasting you haven't it is wide open right now there is a strategy that works now the show hit the chart that won't be accessible in in 18 months to two years
1: do you talk a lot about repurposing your content um because that's one thing that's kind of like uh which is something i haven't really done a a lot of but it's what i'm going to start doing more within my podcast like you know i'm I write a blog post every week and i'm actually thinking you know what that would be great uploaded as a podcast
0: so many ways that you can repurpose a podcast so you do a podcast you get the show notes created which is a brief um blog or you do that and you have a blog which is about about the episode and the content or you could have a full transcription of the of the episode which again is additional content I, I do deliver a lot of my solo episodes as Facebook Lives in the first instance on my phone, but with the microphone attached, then that content can go onto Facebook, into groups, on my page. It can then get downloaded and go into LinkedIn. So, and, and then on Instagram, so there's so many ways that you can repurpose. And then, of course, you can create things like audiograms, the little, um, with the waveforms, the little videos that we see, which again, gives you much more content. And the powerful thing about it is that every podcast—and this is this is kind of clever—every podcast that you put out that has a great title that you then put onto your web pe- website gives you search engine optimization capabilities. But it goes further than that. <clears throat> Google has released some new technology that, if your podcast is on Google Podcasts, it not only reads the titles of your show, it's also able to read the content that you talk about in your show. So in terms of, you know, if I want to be known as the go-to person for podcasting, and I talk a lot about visibility. Now, if I talk about that in your episode, in 10 other shows that I go on, that's going to build my search engine optimization for my domain authority. And that is really powerful and very clever.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I actually don't think this is on Google. I'd have to double check. <laughs> I don't know, but that's really, really interesting. I mean, what does it take to have? A, look, I know you're not going to give away all your like, you know, your tips and tricks, and that's going to be safe for people who would like to become part of your podcasting forum. And we can put the details to that at the at the end of the show. Um, I can put it in the comments on Facebook and in the podcast. I'll right. I'll put the link in the write up. What does it take to have a? And what would you say with a five main Things that you needed to do to have a a chart topping podcast in iTunes? You've got to go back
0: to basics. You've got to think, what's this for for me and my credibility and status? And when you lead with that, you know who you need to have on the show, you know the topics you want to focus on. What's this going to do for my business? So, how is this going to be a powerful top of your funnel to bring people into your mailing list? You have to think about that. Otherwise, it just becomes a headache and another thing you have to do. But when it becomes a strategy that becomes easier so once you know that those two things you've got to think very carefully about does my podcast do what it says on the tin do people when they see that artwork so the artwork has to be good good and clear do people know what it's about am i following that up with a clear description am i following that up even further with episode titles that are clear on the result because if you haven't got those things then people aren't going to know why they should listen. You're not going to keep enticing your listeners back either. So they're they're my top tips to get
1: started. Okay. One last question. One last question before um, before we bring this to a close. Let's talk about monetizing how how can individuals monetize and make money from their podcast so
0: then there's, there's all sorts of different ways so you can have things like affiliate marketing so often if i talk about anything on the show there's normally an affiliate link particularly books which is a very easy one to get started with audible and amazon you can have affiliate links to um, your products and services to other people's products and services One of the best ways to get started actually is to start thinking about how you promote your own products and services within your own show and and get super comfortable doing that first because that initially is gonna give you the best return. Mm -hmm. Once you know how to do that and you've got some established audience figures, you can either reach out on your own to brands that you would like to have as a sponsor and put together your own custom packages, or there are some industry standards um, and you might want to go, maybe you want to go through a broker or, or get your own deal together. But there's so many different ways. You can do things like merchandise. You can do things like um, just making sure that all the content you put out there is bringing people into your funnel. You can do things like run competitions, which makes sure actually that you're getting the um, the people into your mailing list. And, you know, building those nurture sequences so that they they really work off the back of your podcast. But the, you, you have to become comfortable with selling on your own show mm. and it's selling without selling it's selling by informing people this is what I do this is the result you get yeah and it's kind of take it or leave it
1: fantastic yeah you've you've given us some fantastic tips there and I'll certainly be taking some of them on board <laughs> um yeah thank you so much Anna thank you so much for your time today oh, you're welcome. Um, where can um where can people find you So the best place really is to come over to listen to the
0: Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Uh, And the other place that you might like to come to is I have a free community. It's called the Podcast Community. And it's for anyone who wants to be a guest on a show or has a show already and wants to promote it further and hook up with potential guests. So, that is my free Facebook group called The Podcast Community.
1: Okay. And I'll post those links below, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, guys, for taking the time out and listening today.